1: Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime.
0: And I filed a sexual harassment charge against God himself.
1: I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. Alright, Remington. Uh, we've had a rough, uh, month and a half, let's say. Uh, not in terms of, like, podcasting, but just in terms of our physical health.
0: Yes, yes. (laughs) Uh, We're finally recovering uh finally after after uh an October and a half we're 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 finally on the up and up
1: yeah like we still feel sick for the most part but we're in a state where we can get away with like only a handful of coughs and we don't feel like dying at the end of recording a single part of an episode i mean uh, i i so
0: still feel like dying at the end of recording a single episode but that's because anime
1: i mean yes but rev like you know, Buck up, Buttercup. That's what we gotta deal with these days. You know, this it's part it's part of the situation you find yourself in.
0: Ah, Buttercup, you say. So this week's anime is Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> I've solved your riddles, tricky Ginger. <laughs> C-
1: curses foiled in my own plots and ploys. Uh, no, Rem. If if we were ever to do ba- uh Powerpuff Girls, I feel like that's probably something that you're gonna have to uh, organize. Uh, cause I don't, I don't think I, I could justify it personally. (laughs) Uh, but no, Rem, uh, today we're actually going to be, uh, watching something that is, um, hotly enjoyed, hotly debated, and quite frankly, uh, you know, uh, for once it's about adults, which I appreciate. Okay. Uh, so Rem, tell me, how do you feel about dystopias?
0: (laughs) Um, you know, I, I feel like I'm not quite ready yet, but <laughs> it, it's just one of those things where, you know, ready or not, here they come.
1: Yeah. You think you got a good thing going, it's like, oh man, we got a great topia in here. I can't wait to put the U in front of it. Uh but unfortunately usually when you put that U in front of it, things uh uh quickly turn into a diss, which is, you know, unfortunate. <laughs>
0: uh but I, I will say we've done very few dystopian uh Dystopian anime, albeit we have also one of the few that we have done is quite recent.
1: Yes. Uh because Rem, today we're gonna to be talking about a specific flavor of dystopia, and it's uh what I would say is one of the grungiest, grittiest ones that uh like on paper sounds like uh it would be a utopia. It's like, oh man, technology is incredibly advanced and incredibly powerful and everybody uh can have a connection to it. Uh, but in actuality uh the divides of all the different people in this uh setting are way huge and way horrible and there's a lot of bad shit going around. Yeah. Uh because today, Rem, we're gonna be talking about uh probably one of the most like popular anime of the past uh couple months. Uh Rem, we're gonna be talking about Cyberpunk Edge runners today.
0: Okay. Okay. I have had quite a few people who are like Hey, have you seen this? And I'm like, no, it's anime adjacent. You, I can't <laughs> <laughs> Anything that is anime or like could conceivably be covered on this podcast, I'm just not allowed to watch. so even though it's been recommended to me a bunch, uh i I've just had to be like, yeah, sorry, this con conver- I know you're excited about this, but this conversation has to end right now. <laughs> yeah,
1: and it's not just anime adjacent, Rem. It's full on anime. This is produced by Studio Trigger in Japan. Ah, shit. Uh, well, yep. It is a full blown anime that is an adaptation of the uh, cyberpunk universe. Oh, they had a chance. Which, <laughs> Oi Rem. It's produced by CG Project Red, which is a, a European company. If that makes it feel better.
0: <laughs> ah! I mean. I've heard how things have gone. <laughs> Speaking of cyberpunk, I've seen how things went for the game. I've heard it's good now. Okay, I, I've
1: yes, yes,
0: but nonetheless, it made a lot of
1: improvements. Look, Red, we're not game reviewers, uh, <laughs> for obvious reasons. Uh, we could do that. We could talk about like the problems of uh specific game companies. Uh, CG Project Red has some serious problems in it. Uh, not as serious as other companies, like, I don't know, Blizzard, per se. Uh, but there are some problems there, but we're not here to talk about that. Uh, Rem, we're here to talk about Cyberpunk specifically, because it is a very, honestly, fantastic setting. Do you know much about it?
0: Well, you know, uh, it's Cyberpunk.
1: <laughs> that doesn't explain anything, Rem. Come on, I need some details. Do you know what Cyberpunk is?
0: Uh, yes, it is uh, a dystopia where... Uh, often it will have an emphasis on class divides uh where uh hyper technological oligarchy uh rules uh there's a few different flavors on what that technological oligarchy can look like as well as the degree of sort of like of of tech tyranny there is whether it's just like a part of life or, or whether it's like the robots are Uh, in charge, or whether it's just, like, they're about equal in, uh, in their role to, uh, to biological, uh, things. Uh, all all that fun stuff. Uh, also, bisexual lighting out the ass. Oh, yes. Neon, bisexual lighting everywhere.
1: Yeah, I mean, that is genuinely a fairly decent overview of it. The main theming of cyberpunk is very much, hey, we're in the future, and we've got a lot of cool stuff. But society as a whole is real fucked in a lot of ways. Very heavily leaning into, uh, like the capitalized, uh, capitalization, capitalization, what? Capitalism side of things. Uh, and, you know, things like, uh, Blade Runner would be considered cyberpunk, I believe. Blade Runner, cyber, uh, Akira, if you recall, uh, back in the day that we, when we covered that, that could be considered cyberpunk in a lot of ways, uh, it is, quite frankly, a very fun, gritty sci-fi setting. I, I also,
0: I know one thing about this series.
1: Oh, one thing about this series specifically.
0: Yes. That um, it has been unavoidable. I've mentioned before, I, I try to avoid spoilers, but sometimes it is impossible for me to do so. Um, the internet is really horny over the blue pink bitch. Uh, Rebecca. Sure. Probably. They're really yes. horny about Rebecca.
1: Yeah, uh, this uh, this character right here.
0: Yes. Yep. That is all that I... I know nothing about Rebecca, besides people calling her
1: waifu. That is definitely the case. Uh, I'll I'll break it down simply to you, Rem. Uh, Rebecca is a little crazy and, like, super genki. That is basically the way it goes for her. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. One of her first interactions is pointing a gun at, like, the main character. Good start. Yep. Uh, And, you know, small and zany characters, people love that. Um, But... uh, this anime it takes place in the cyberpunk universe, which is a uh, an RPG series actually. Rem, I don't know if you're familiar, uh, like tabletop RPG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right.
0: I've I've seen it. Uh, I'm not very familiar with the system itself, but I do know of it.
1: Yes, it is a very f- uh like gritty, real fun setting that takes place primarily in a futurized uh, California type place. Uh, In a big city called Night City, which is if you were to take like all of New York and Los Angeles and just really smash them together while also amping up the futuristic tendencies and throwing a lot of uh, Japanese influence in there, which is pretty common with uh, uh, any kind of cyberpunk setting. And it is very much uh, all about living with cybernetic implantations and uh, trying your best to survive in this Rather harsh and very unjust world a lot of the time. sure, It is, quite frankly, a very fun and interesting setting that I'm glad is getting a lot more attention these days. Um, some people say it's being overdone right now, which is wild to me, because it's only, you know, properly been around for a couple... For, like, it's only been in the mainstream view, as it were, for, like, the past couple years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, more, uh, which has been helped by the uh, release of the Cyberpunk game uh, and this anime. And this anime is all about a specific uh, group of people in uh, this setting. A group of people called Edgerunners, which is kind of uh, what they call mercenaries in this setting. It's what
0: they call Dylan if he ran a marathon.
1: (laughs) That's not too far off, honestly. But yes, essentially Edgerunners are just that. They are for hire... Uh, people who are willing to do just about any job, uh, willing to break the law and anything, you know, just for the proper payday. You know? Proper mercenary stuff, but with a more futuristic cyberine name. Sure. And uh this story is about our main character, uh, David Martinez, who is uh he's kind of down on his luck, needless to say. Uh living in, you know, one of the shittiest parts of Night City. Uh and trying to do his damnedest to, you know, climb the ladder to hopefully, you know, get up to the highest echelon of society, Uh, working for uh, the uh, Arasaka group, which Arasaka in this setting, Rem, is the big bad corporate overlord that owns basically everything.
0: Ah, all right. They're Disney or Amazon.
1: Uh, Both combined, really. Ah, shit. That's how corrupt they are.
0: Ah, fuck. Uh, This is some advanced future. We have at least, like, I don't know, four years? Yeah, four years <laughs> before
1: that happens. The second we start getting cybernetic implants available to the general public, that's when you know shit's about to go down. What, what, Sean,
0: that's what when do the... you get? All right, they they offer cybernetic implants, right? Right. It's early test. tests. They've done tests and say it's safe, but they haven't gone through the FDA. Shit's super dope as hell. Do you do it?
1: How expensive is it?
0: Uh... They'll pay you to try it. Oh, in that case,
1: fuck no. Absolutely not. Are you fucking out of your mind? No way.
0: <laughs> they're and they're very this-, co- this it's late testing. It's late stage <laughs> testing.
1: Absolutely not. And this anime will be a nice example of why that's a bad idea. Actually, funny you mentioned it. I don't
0: know, I'd probably do it. then again (laughs) no you would then again if you're like frankly the only reason that i'm i am not actively in like so many clinical trials right now is just because i am too lazy to put in the work to find them otherwise oh man
1: so guys we have a patreon and clearly we need it because otherwise remington's gonna do some very scary things (laughs) But that doesn't even have health insurance currently. We're working on that, but like, it's.
0: <laughs> Who needs health insurance when you can just get tested by a bunch of strange medical nonsense and get paid for it? Oh, That'll make. Christ. That is my health insurance, Sean.
1: Oh boy, Rem. I, I worry for you. Uh, that's patreon.com slash Adam out of context, by the way. <laughs> if
0: I ever get symptoms, I'll just look around and they'll be like, hey, do you have these symptoms that seem like you're about to die? Well, try this thing and you'll get paid. And I'll be like, cool, all right a cure and money it's the future of insurance
1: (laughs) oh god i think you might need to watch this show more than anything or at the very least like play some more of the cyberpunk (laughs) my god you need you need some lessons to be learned um but at any rate if there's uh, anything i've
0: learned from black mirror it's that cutting edge technology is always a good thing
1: yeah no black mirror definitely dips into some cyberpunk here and there uh but let's see, back to the show, Rem. Uh, our, our boy David here. Uh, at one point, he uh, essentially comes wrong place, wrong time type scenario. Uh, he uh, gets stuck in a situation that kind of throws his life out of whack, and he comes in contact with a very rare uh, experimental piece of technology. And uh, he uses this to hopefully get revenge against the people who have essentially ruined his life. Thus, in the process, ruining his life just a little bit more, since, you know, it's highly uh, dangerous, illegal technology. Yeah. Uh, and left with no other recourse, using this new technology, he becomes an edge runner, and that's essentially how our story begins.
0: All right, dope. I, I'm i confident, because people who are less weeby have recommended this to me, mm-hmm. um, which yeah, no. gives me confidence.
1: Yeah, like, a lot of people are considering this show to be very much like a bridge anime, as it were. Like, an anime that allows, uh, you know, uh, all the fans of anime and fans of non-anime alike to really come together on something for once, yeah. you know? Uh, because it's a fairly adult series. Uh, it's done by Studio Trigger, who's a fantastic animation studio. Yeah, uh, uh, Characters are uh, adults, which is a big thing. And it's in a setting that a lot of people love and find fascinating, and it is, you know, nice, dark, gritty, and edgy, just the way uh, we like our dystopias to be. Hell yeah. So, without further ado, Rem, let's get straight into it. Let's go watch some cyberpunk edge runners. We've peaked with a sexually harassing god. <laughs> that is where we've peaked.
0: We peaked. Fantastic 10 out of 10 masterpiece.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after watching all 10 episodes of Cyberpunk Edgerunners. And Remington, gotta know, is this really the anime that deserves all the hype it's gotten in the past couple of months, or is this just another weird, over-the-top uh, anime thing that just doesn't make any sense to you?
0: Cyberpunk Edgerunners deserves a certain degree of hype.
1: Whoa. Whoa, 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 Rem. Contain your excitement, sir. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that,
1: that being
0: said, I do not believe it to be deserving of the degree of hype it has received. Ooh,
1: what a controversial claim. You think it's got some merit, but it has too much merits currently, is what you're saying.
0: I, I, It is being given more merit than it deserves, but it does deserve some
1: merit. Man. Can't wait to see how people feel about your opinions on this. So let's go straight into it, Rem. And if you have any questions about any of the jargon or uh, particular terms, I can hopefully clarify them for you. Uh,
0: we'd be here all episodes, huh? <laughs> uh... It's a full setting, Rem.
1: They had to use all all of the stuff built up over the years.
0: Yes. Uh, fortunately, it's not just jargon. There's world building behind the jargon for once. Uh, Like, one, one of the nice things about this is that it's a setting... A lot of work has been put into this setting, right, before this show, so they they have a lot to work with. Uh, unsurprisingly, world building, really solid in this show. Uh, similar, uh, the animation and art style of this show, super fantastic, superb, delightful.
1: Yeah, no, Studio Trigger went all out with uh, really leaning into the cyberpunk aesthetic, from the way the city looks, to the character designs, to the fashion, and... Just really leaned into the over-the-top style that is the cyberpunk setting.
0: Yeah. So, uh, episode one, uh, we open up with this like cyber terrorist going crazy, uh, killing a bunch of cops, having to have some like military people come down and stop him, uh, and, and kill him. And then our protagonist, good old David, he wakes up, he was experiencing all of that from the cyber terrorist's perspective, it's a, a variation on, on. it's like live streaming a snuff film, I suppose. Is... Yes,
1: it's a, um, a, a BD dive, essentially like a, a virtual reality replay of uh, somebody's memories that were recorded at the time. Yeah. And they use them from everything for, uh, from pornography to subterfuge to, you know, watching uh, terrorist activities. Uh, you know.
0: Yep. So, uh, after that, David, uh, talks with his his mom a little bit. Uh, goes to school. There's some mysterious rainbow girl that catches his attention, for reasons that we do not know yet. And I, do we ever?
1: It's stylistic choosing. <laughs> it s- sticks out to him. You know, it's a little bit of flair, mostly. You know.
0: Oh, okay. Cause it felt like there was something more to that. Nah, nah. All right, cool. Um, there's there's quite a few things like that where they gesture towards they 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 are like, oh yeah, and you know why this is important? And I'm like, not really. You're gonna tell me? And it's like, anyway, moving on. And I'm like, hold up. <laughs> is it actually important? Am I missing something, or is this like I needed to play the game? or some shit to understand what the fuck is going on because i'll I'll say right now i think this is definitely a better show if you've played the game almost certainly and i have not played the game uh so i feel like there's a lot of things that if you play the game you'll be like oh yeah of course they, then you're going to hear me be a little confused about.
1: Yes, that is, that's a fairly... And not
0: just in the world building, all right? Not just in the world building, but also just like with some events and with some characters. Um, I think that while this, while the, this anime seems to be a pretty solid adaptation, it suffers a, a little bit to a moderate amount as a standalone adaptation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, it it's definitely works better if you have some degree of knowledge going into it. Uh, anyway, continuing, uh, because David has modified his student headset thingy, it ends up frying other students' systems, and he vaguely gets in trouble for it, uh, talks with his mom, uh, there's going to be like a, uh, some fees and stuff, it's going to be rough uh he talks with his mom and 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 david isn't even sure if he wants to go to school but his mom is like you're gonna go to the top of the corporate ladder bucko uh we look i've worked my entire life just so you can have some degree of success more than i did so don't fuck it up right now you're fucking it up a little bit um and in that moment there's some like gang warfare that breaks out on the highway that leads to a, a, a car crash and unfortunately, uh, they don't have in- insurance. David and his mom—they don't have insurance. Uh, and his mom is in real rough state. Uh, he- he's able to get her into surgery, fortunately. Um, with with some like shady fucker. Um, and and the surgery is a success. Uh, as he's bringing back his mom's stuff, he finds uh some cyberware, this cybernetic spine, right? Yep. And he's like, "Oh, that's interesting." He thinks about maybe selling it. Uh, the next day at school, he talks to the, his school bully, who's also, like, the principal's son or some shit. Not the principal's son. It's someone's son. Someone important son. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the bully has some good chipware, so he—he he, the bully kicks his ass. Um, then we learn that, as it turns out, uh, surgery wasn't as successful as we thought. The mom is actually dead. Uh, and bills are piling up. Things are going rough for David. So he has a bit of a breakdown so he decides, you know what? Fuck all this shit. I'm just going to get that spine installed into me. And so he does. Uh, so that's episode one. It's essentially the story about uh, David's really, really, really bad day. Uh, which, which is a solid, solid uh, hook, right? Here's the one major problem that I have with it that sort of leads into the rest. One of the most important storylines in this whole anime is going to be about David's transformation right and i don't think we see enough of any amount of happy cheerful david like even before all this terrible stuff happens oh no he's 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 pretty melancholy and complainy and whiny i'll be honest so the sort of transformation is from sort sort of bland immature asshole to sort of bland immature asshole with a dead mom
1: Jesus Okay Man I mean As somebody who also doesn't have health insurance Shouldn't you be a little more concerned Rem (laughs)
0: Uh, I don't Define myself by that though Uh, (laughs) If that was my only personality trait Oof Uh, And uh, he's not The blandest Of bitch protagonists But he is pretty bland His thing is that He's got a chip on his shoulder, he's a little bit arrogant, and he has general remorse sometimes. That's sort of it. And that, that'll be, sort of be a recurring theme. Character work, this show is amazing at character concepts, right? Like, if you were to pitch any of these characters, oh, fuck yeah, right? Like, the, the pitch for David would actually be pretty solid. As with the pitch for most of the characters we're going to get introduced to, unfortunately they're they're just the pitch i i've i've railed on this before about this like ah oh, interesting premise where do you go and then they don't go much of anywhere with it that's a lot of these characters um which isn't the worst thing uh because in large part this isn't a story about the characters but also in large part it still is so elements of the story that are more about the environment and the world those work out pretty strong and are super interesting but when it's focusing on the characters it doesn't work as well which is unfortunate uh i would say it's about like a 50 50 balance on that so E. uh but but let's let's continue and let's meet some other characters shall we uh so david gets it installed and it basically lets him slow down time for everybody else and he speeds up and he's able to yeah, yeah that but he has to be careful Uh, in episode two, he talks to the doctors like, "Oh, you gotta make sure you're only doing this like two to three times daily, max." Uh, but David, he's he's a fucking natural, so he can do it a bunch before he still gets a little bit fucked up. Uh, he shows up, uh, just attacks the bully and beats the shit out of him in the middle of a classroom, which is caught on camera. Um, but the I the bully's dad or some other relevant important person, I'll be honest, they all sort of blend in together at this stage um is like instead of being like what the fuck, he's like hey you know that david kid he could be a useful tool uh because that's that's how it's cyberpunk all right everything's for that top dollar
1: oh yeah the higher up you are on the corpo scale the more likely you are to be uh the biggest prick of all time
0: we see rainbow girl again uh this time in uh in in sort of a, a a bus system Uh, She's stealing chips from people. She tries to steal one from David, but he catches her and is like, hey, yo, what the fuck? And she's like, oh, I only steal from the rich and you come from the rich school. And he's like, yeah, but I'm actually a broke ass bitch, you see. And she's like, all right, want to steal together, I guess. And so they do uh, until he has a nosebleed and faints. Uh, Lucy saves him. They take him to an ambulance. Then the ambulance person is actually a scavenger and is like, I'm going to kill him. And then uh, Lucy's like, oh, no, you aren't. And then Lucy turns in to uh an absolute badass for i think like the only scene where she feels like a dangerous badass because other times she'll be a badass right but in this time she's like this will make sense as we introduce this uh this next character but it feels a lot more rebecca in this scene and it doesn't really give you an accurate impression of how lucy is going to act because she just doesn't really do this shit ever again uh it's an odd one. But uh, nonetheless, she saves David's life, takes him to the clinic. Uh, the doctor helps him out, but is also like, you gotta be careful. You've used it like eight times today. What the fuck? Um, and gives him uh, some some, some basically meds uh, to help him out uh, at the cost of like basically everything that they've worked on thus far. Uh, they go to uh, Lucy's place. They hang out. We learn a little bit more of x Bas. Uh, she's like, oh, I've always wanted to go to the moon. They have a little moon date in VR before he's woken up by a bunch of violent thugs who want his implant. Uh, all right. Episode two, it's all right. Um, so far, Lucy's character is exclusively Manic Pixie Dream Girl in episode two. Oddly, she's, it's only in this episode she's a Manic Pixie Dream Girl. After this, her character will change, but not for the better. I'm gonna say it. Lucy's sort of trash. (laughs) <laughs> all right, let me describe Lucy's character for you real quick, all right? All right. 1. She wants to go to the moon. 2. She wants to protect David. 3. Sh- she's generally cold and stoic to most people. That about? That that that's it. That's the whole thing. Yeah, are, am I missing any fundamental personality traits, John?
1: Uh, not entirely. I mean, you know, there's the whole traumatic past uh dealing with the uh... You know, being uh, essentially a child's uh, Oh, well, I feel like that's covered in though. just
0: being generally cold. Like, that's the reason why she's generally cold and standoffish. Just like the reason that she lo- she wants to protect David is because, I don't know, she immediately fell in love with him, I guess.
1: I mean, it wasn't immediate. It kind of happened over time.
0: <laughs> it kind it ki- Hey, it took, like, at least a day. It was the second time they ran into each other. Come on. Um... Yeah, so Lucy is not a good character. Um, like, where's David? I'm like, he's he's not great, but he's not bad. He's just like, whatever. Lucy is sort of trash, which is unfortunate because she is very important. <laughs> she is a very important character, and also the primary love interest, but like, I don't give a shit about their romance. There's not any warmth. It's I want to protect you. No, but I want you, you. what's best for you, though. Okay. Oh, man. Feel that warmth between them? Feel that real connection? No, of course you don't. I, I saw that people who were like, oh, man. I was more invested in this relationship than any other relationship I've seen in media in years. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what am I missing about these two? I don't get it. Uh, but we'll keep going. We'll go to episode three. We'll go to episode three. Uh, the thugs who wake up, uh, David from from the moon VR. Uh, they're discussing their plan, and essentially they want the uh, spine that's been installed into David. Uh, and Lucy set him up. Uh, she's part of their gang, and so they all chat, they negotiate, um, and uh, eventually, it's it's basically like, eh, maybe, all right, you you work with us now, then. That's fine. Um, David is told that if he gives an apology, then he'll be able to return back to school, but he's like, nah, fuck that shit. Um, We meet the gang, um, which is mostly just a lot of meaningless names at this point. And I'll be honest, most of them are just... One of them matters. Well, two. okay, two of them matter-ish. We'll get to them. Uh, Anyway, we have David. He helps out a bunch. Uh, Mission goes wrong, but they're able to uh to save it towards the end. Uh and then there's an after party. All right, so that's episode 3. Uh and I suppose well, let let's talk about the the characters of the gang, right? We have Pillar. He is a a, a pervert with long arms. Uh we have Dorio. She is real buff. We have Kiwi. She uh, just think of Lucy's older sister and that's it. And then you're set. Whatever you're imagining, boom, it's the right thing. She shouldn't be relevant, cause she has no personality, and yet she plays one of the single most important roles in the entire show. Later, why? <laughs> um, and then we have Maine. Maine is a solid character. <laughs> Maine, he's he's the big old leader, right? Uh, he's gruff mob boss type of feller who's like, "I'm gonna kick ass, but I'm gonna take care of my own." Uh, all right, it's not terribly original, but I'll take it. It's a character, all right? Second most interesting character, I guess it's Pervy McLongarms. So (laughs) that's where we're at. Also, uh, of course, uh, the one who I'd seen people be horny for, uh, there's Rebecca. Uh, She's the the lolly of the group. uh, And she, uh, I, uh, she's the most, all right, spoilers in this statement, but I assume like we're in episode three. You should have figured this out by now. Uh, you should have figured out there'd be spoilers. Rebecca is the only interesting character who will survive later, right? Survive past episode like six, I guess. She's the only one at all interesting that survives that long. Everyone else sort of sucks that survives. Uh, <laughs> Rebecca, yeah, she's she's vaguely interesting. She's at least fun to be on the screen. Here's the thing, She's basically just your standard angry lolly with a little bit more depth and humanity, but it's still just so much better than the bland ass bullshit most of these characters are.
1: Oh man, right, I can't believe you're insulting everybody's favorite ca- character. How could you? Hey,
0: I- I'm saying that Rebecca's the best the best one who is relevant after episode 5. Was episode 6, I don't remember. Uh but that should be a compliment uh
1: but you're framing it in such an insulting way rem i don't know man (laughs) they also have
0: this weird shitty plot where it's like oh man she's into david but david is with lucy oh no and it's like a love triangle that isn't one i looked up comments which i normally don't do but i saw the entire show so you know spoilers can't affect me anymore um and people were like oh man I kept hoping that Rebecca would end up with David. What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) They had one scene where Rebecca was like, oh, man, I I wish I could get his attention. And that is it. (laughs) Like, (laughs) once again, there's no romantic chemistry at fucking all. Y'all, stop trying to force romance where it don't belong. Uh, Like, yeah, no, Rebecca had general interest, but... Don't pretend it's some, like, tragic tale where it's like, oh, no, I can't believe it's so sad she didn't end up with David. No, it's really not important or meaningful. <laughs> and if the, show, the, if the show really wanted it to be important and meaningful, it did a terrible job at displaying that. Uh, which isn't to say that Rebecca's, like, relationship with David uh, isn't meaningful. No, if anything, they probably have the best and most interesting relationship out of anybody but that's not saying much that's a low bar and it's still not romantic chemistry so y'all need to fucking chill
1: really rem i feel like it's more of the fan base really liked rebecca a lot and just wanted nothing but good things for yeah i
0: understand because after episode six that's where all of the personality comes in (laughs) that's like (laughs) like interesting things are happening but the only one i the only person i care about in, like, episode nine is fucking Rebecca. That's it. That's all that matters. She's the only one. Because let me tell you right now, all right? By episode nine, here are the quote-unquote survivors, all right? You got David. You got Lucy. You got Rebecca. And you got, you got Kiwi. And you got Falco. Some of you, some of you now will say, hey, wait a minute. You said you were going to introduce to us all of the important characters. Who the fuck is Falco? All right. Falco gets... Properly introduced, genuinely, I think episode eight, he's the driver, and episode eight, nine, and ten, like, he's sort of been a part of the team this whole time, but I don't think, I don't know if he has any dialogue before episode eight, and then all of a sudden in episode eight, nine, and ten, it's like, oh yeah, Falco, you're our boy, hell yeah, Falco, we all know how reliable Falco is, right? And I'm like, Wait, excuse me, <laughs> name moi, motherfucker, who the
1: fuck is this,
0: dude? But Falco also, for some reason, is one of the most important characters. It, it, Falco's an example. F- Falco has to be in the game, right? Right?
1: Uh, actually, none of these characters, except for Adam Smasher, is in the game. Well, and, and, and the Fixer. Uh, a couple of, like, the fix- characters we don't really see on screen. like uh, uh. The what the, the fuck
0: is Falco's deal? Because he's just not... He just... Shows up in episode eight as if we've had this long-standing connection with him. When no, we haven't. Maybe we've seen you in the background a couple times, Spide. But what the fuck?
1: I mean, he's voiced by Matthew Mercer in the uh, dub. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, but I don't understand.
1: I mean, he's been in the back. He was in the background throughout what, what, the whole what, show. But he, yeah, he didn't really have any relevance until. Yeah,
0: and it's not like, like it's like. They're like, hey, Falco, now we need you for real. No, in episode eight, they're like, oh, yeah, Falco, who we all know and are very familiar with, right? That's not great storytelling, folks. Uh, episode four. Um, all right. Episode four. Oh, you know what?
1: Falco is in the game, apparently.
0: Aha. Is he? Re- but I assume he's not important, given the fact you didn't.
1: Uh, well, I haven't beaten the game myself, uh... Oh, you, you're speaking out your
0: ass then, I can't trust your words.
1: Well, uh... It's Fa-
0: is Falco surprisingly important in the game, and is that why he su- they felt the need for to shoehorn him into relevance where it really didn't belong? Don't get me wrong, I think Falco had potential to be an actually interesting character if you introduced him fucking sooner, bud. Uh,
1: considering... I just read through the part he plays in 2077 and there's a strong chance that he got added in after the anime. I do. I can't tell (laughs) you.
0: Well, uh, episode four, uh, is an episode where,
1: yep, it is. Uh, uh, he was added afterwards. I see. I see.
0: There's a, a big old montage of David getting better, learning the ropes of everything. Um, then you have a random street pisser who kills pillar. Um, you, if you want context on that there's not really much at all. Pillar got into someone's face for pissing on the street and they killed him. Uh, Then also in this episode, David and Lucy kiss. And Lucy is like, I don't want you to die. Which establishes her final personality trait. It's locked in from this point forward. (laughs) Uh, Episode five. Uh, Episode five is just building up to episode six. So I might just sort of skip Everything in episode five. Oh dear! <laughs> like I'm trying to think, but I mean, it really is set up for episode six.
1: I mean, it's mostly uh, them uh, learning about and going after the brain dancer who uh, kind of puts a bunch of these cyber psychos on the street just so he could have cool brain dances. That's the name. Yeah, of the yeah, he
0: he's he's the one making the snuff films. Uh, episode six, they utilize, they capture. Uh that dude, and use him to lure in uh the uh oh, fuck i don't I can't keep track of all these fucking people, Tanaka, who is the principal
1: uh he's uh the headmaster of the academy, yeah, dope and, cool, and uh like a, and he's working a, like for like arasaka, which is one of, of the main
0: yeah so which is one of the big corporations it's along with militech big,
1: yeah it's the big corporation militech is like small potatoes in comparison like they're the closest thing arasaka has to uh competition
0: then why did they say that like they needed the cyber skeleton to like catch up or overtake militech it felt odd uh we won't worry about that it's fine uh continuing on uh they they use him to get to tanaka uh to get to Tanaka's memories and brain and all that info in his inside his head, uh so at the same time, Maine the big leader, he starts losing it cyberpsychosis uh he attacks kiwi um he's which means that she can't go into Tanaka's head, so Lucy has to as she's doing that uh cops show up, Maine loses his mind, kills cops also ends up killing uh Dorio, oh no, not Dorio um. I, I Like, at least they're doing uh, named deaths. I can admire that. I just also wish that I gave a shit about these characters. It's like, it's halfway there to meaningful deaths. It's almost, almost. Uh, there's one, well, there's two meaningful deaths in the entire thing, and they're both in the last episode. Um, uh, Tanaka recognizes David and asks for mercy uh, in a pretty solid scene uh, where he, he makes some convincing arguments where he's like, David, you're, you're being used here just as much as you'd be used if you were working at Arasaka, right? Um and it, it looks like David is sort of like thinking it through, being like, those are some decent arguments. Uh before he's interrupted, um, as the others show up. Uh Tanaka's fucked up. They get Lucy out of there. Tanaka is he 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 dies but for a moment, but then comes back to life or something like that. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um but yeah he, he ends up properly dead. Uh they weren't able to get the data they wanted to from him. Uh Main is going proper psycho at this point. He's losing his mind. Uh David wants to help him and Lucy's like, how about you don't though? And David's like, nah, I'm gonna. Uh so he does. Uh, but then Maine is like, nah, you you shouldn't help me. I'm I'm gonna die. But here's here's my my cybernetic hands because I promised those to you. Um uh, and so David returns to Lucy with uh with that um it was very much like an outsiders like stay golden pony boy moment uh this whole thing is basically just like neon outsiders uh which ain't bad ain't bad that's a compliment take it uh but unfortunately now episode 7 and onward we're not left with many interesting characters which is unfortunate uh episode 7 we see that david is now in charge there's like a sizable time skip i think here mm-hmm. which i don't super agree with i i was okay with the with it conceptually but i will say this they like this, this show needed a, a few extra episodes
1: yes uh, a it lot need- of people will agree with you on that front actually yeah it needed
0: some extra time debate yeah
1: i think at least 13.
0: yeah like minimum uh if, if it was 13 once again to tell the exact same story i don't want maybe maybe some new events from this time skip but i think really just letting shit breathe and being able to develop things a little bit better yeah um because while a lot of times the fast pace actually did work for it many many other times it was whiplash it was like oh shit okay i guess this is what it is now and i had to like catch up to what the fuck was going on uh but david's in charge now uh they they go through do a mission. Um, then we, in this episode, we also hear about Adam Smasher, um, who is going to be insanely relevant very,
1: very soon. You could definitely say that. A lot of people really hate Adam Smasher, and you can probably guess why if you've seen the show.
0: But also, maybe maybe we should have developed him a little bit better. This is... Because it's, it's essentially, oh yeah, by the way, there's this there was this awful fucking monster. His name is Adam Smasher. Um. Anyway, moving on. Well, and then me, later on, they're going to be like, ah, shit, it's Adam Smasher. He's the big bad.
1: Let me put it this way. He's one of the main, like, antagonists from the game, specifically. You know?
0: Which feels like it would have made sense either for this just to be a quick little reference to that, right? Right. Which would have made sense. Or for this to be mentioned in, like, I don't know, episode fucking two? Like... Episode 7, I'm like, oh, okay, Adam Smasher, interesting. That's not when I should be learning about that. And then you think, okay, well, they still got, like, a couple episodes to develop him. They don't! (laughs) This this little section where they're like, oh, hey, let's briefly talk about Adam Smasher is most of what we get before he actually shows up. That's not great for how important he is. Guys!
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is... uh, the inclusion of adam smasher rem is the biggest example of if you play the game oh shit you know this is bad but if yeah, you like, haven't <laughs> they didn't really they yeah, didn't really just, go like, super deep into it
0: <laughs> which they really should have considering his relevance
1: i mean he is just essentially the boogeyman of the cyberpunk setting is the best way to think of him.
0: but you and, know what how you like look if if i'm telling a horror movie right I'm not going to show the the horrifying mos- monster early on, but you'll be aware that there's a horrifying monster lurking, right? You'll get the clues. Maybe you'll even hear about it. And then you see it. This one, it's the equivalent of three quarters through the horror movie being told, oh, by the way, there's a spooky thing. Ah, shit, there he is. <laughs>
1: it's, it's really bad pacing on that front. Yeah, you won't won't find any disagreements from me on that part.
0: Uh, We get some uh, some more backstory from Lucy, who has uh, left the team to generally work on stuff that we don't know about quite at this point. Um, Then later, when we learn about it, seems... uh, All right, let's see if my understanding is properly, because I would argue it's not explained stellarly, right? Okay. I... She's doing a lot of work behind the scenes to protect David.
1: Yes, she cool. is. Cool. She is a net runner primarily, which is the equivalent of cyber surfing, essentially. Yep. Uh, and she's. Though so I will
0: say, it does it explains net running like ass. All right. Yeah. Like I would expect us to get like a cool scene net running at some point because we get quite a lot of scenes where they someone is net running. They're in the net, right? just sort of like they peek around a corner in the net or they look acro- across the screen in the net and that's all we we don't like you'd expect there to be some like cool at least one action packed interesting scene in the net that's high stakes we don't get that at all which sort of feels like then what the fuck were we doing this whole time in the net <laughs> like it just never used it in an interesting way uh so uh we we we, she's basically doing that um it doesn't super matter and i don't care about what she's doing i'm not invested uh nonetheless david uh is going on more missions we go to episode 8 um he's going on more missions faraday decides he wants to uh work with uh arasaka uh, Faraday is sort of the one who's been uh, behind a lot of the stuff for the gang, right? Yep, Hiring a, them on to do tasks. He's casts. a
1: fixer, is what they're called. Think of them as just uh, people who have connections and can get other people work. And people
0: pay. are important for the plot. Yes. He's the one you go to for the quests.
1: Correct. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, all right, and then... A bunch of stuff I don't care about happens. David talks with Lucy and is like, hey, I don't know. Things are like weird between us. Uh, But then Lucy has some like weird cyber stuff happen, And she sees that uh, a Netrunner who she's identified has gone under. She's plans to go kill him, but she gets caught. And it turns out that this is Kiwi's big betrayal. You all know Kiwi, the one without any personality and who has done nothing of note this whole time has shown no, like, strong sense of loyalty to the group. In fact, her only dialogue is about, like, don't trust people until the end, where she trusts someone and then fucking dies. Um, is don't have Kiwi be the big traitor. I mean, I to be fair, I don't give a shit
1: about Kiwi. I'm not like, Kiwi,
0: how could you? I'm like, okay, sure.
1: To be fair, though, Rem, who's left? <laughs> <laughs> They killed most of everybody in the first half of the series. Like, I, there's not a whole lot of options left, my guy.
0: <laughs> but if you killed off everybody, why didn't you develop the ones you had left, God damn it! They're they only like, had ten know.
1: episodes, Rem. CG Project Red did not shell out enough bucks for thirteen. <laughs> Animation is fucking expensive, yo.
0: <laughs> then go less ambitious with what you're trying to do. You don't have enough episodes to accomplish what you plotted out. Like, you chose to do this. You wrote it this way. Uh, also in episode eight, a- hey, by the way, Falco is here. And he's very important now.
1: <laughs> hey, he's voiced by Matthew Mercer. That makes him incredibly important.
0: <laughs> C- could Matthew Mercer only work like a few days? <laughs> <Was it> like, <laughs> we got the American voice actor for Falco. They're like, great. Matthew Mercer oh he's gonna be we have an amazing character lined up super relevant the entire story and they're like ugh we only have three hours with Mercer <laughs> so you might need to cut back on, on how much you have Falco they're like oh he's like super important towards the end and they're like maybe just have him do the end thing <laughs>
1: Which is especially good, considering that this was originally, you know, made over in Japan, and they ha- they did all the <laughs> Japanese yeah. dubbing first, but they're like, we really want to use Matthew Mercer for the dub, <laughs> and we think that his cowboy's aesthetic will go great with Falco, so let's really use him, but ah, man that's it's gonna be tricky he's a very busy man he's got a critical role that takes up most of his time he's in a lot of other really and cool I I, shows. I
0: listened man. to to I, I I did subs so I didn't even get to hear Mercer's lovely lovely voice
1: hey uh, Rem, uh have you ever heard um uh let's see uh I forget what his new name is uh Cassidy from overwatch uh formerly known as McCree
0: oh yeah I, I pulled up a video that just Falco is just
1: McCree <laughs> yes <laughs> yes <laughs> Look, they they were they knew what they wanted and they told Mercer and he gave them what they wanted. <laughs> cool. For however right. little time he was there.
0: Well, we go to episode 9 uh where uh the 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 big corporate baddies plan to give both David and Lucy to Airsaka. Uh so they hire them on to hire David onto a fake job. Um and David has, at this point he's he has so much added on to him, right? Uh, it's wild. It's crazy. Um, is it necessary? No, not at all. Like he could, maybe with one or two modifications, he'd be able to already do anything he wanted. So this is overkill for very little reason. Um, especially because it, I feel like he does not have sufficient motivation to to go this hard into all of these implants. Right? Uh, whereas he has quite a bit of motivation not to do that. Uh, like, I don't know, get get good punchy gloves, and then you're set. Then you can do litter or or just learn how to aim a gun. You don't need a lot when you're able to, like, slow down time.
1: Well, it's not that he's slowing down time, it's that he's, uh, enhancing his nervous system so much that he can really However, move incredibly th- quickly.
0: Look, I think we can agree it really does not make a difference.
1: <laughs> I mean, it does for the lore and the world building and the setting, Rem. Like, if he, D- if if his little spine suddenly stops time around him, that doesn't make any sense. But if it speeds him up super quick and <laughs> how, makes him process things, then that makes more sense. Look, it's the difference between sci-fi and fantasy, Rem. You gotta have that little background explanation, otherwise it's just magic.
0: Ah, uh, yes, because if there's any way I would describe this show, it's very grounded. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, they
1: almost as grounded uh, as Rebecca. (laughs) Hey,
0: uh, they get ambushed by Militech, who's coming to uh stop them. Uh, but they're able to uh get in a sort of defensive bunker with Kiwi, who we know is actually a baddie. Uh, we hear about the cyber skeleton, which we've sort of heard about up till now. Uh, and it's it's amped up, it's hyped up to be like, oh baby, you hook yourself into this thing. And you will fuck everything up, right? But it'll uh, in also more, fuck you in up. More
1: ways than one, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: It'll fuck you up, you'll fuck everything else up. Uh so David gets a call from uh Lucy being like, hey, get in. Uh, but it was a trick. It was a trap. He gets in, he starts installing himself into the cyber skeleton. Um, and uh then he unleashes, he takes down the army, right? Um, I will say, wildly anticlimactic. Um the cyber skeleton, you know what it sort of feels like, Sean?
1: What's that, Rem?
0: It feels like in Fallout 3, when
1: Oh, oh god, you first, Liberty Prime?
0: <laughs> not even Liberty Prime. When you first get power armor, right? Oh yes. And it's hyped up. Like, this is power armor. It's the shit you've heard about it, right? Uh in the lore, like power armor doesn't fuck around. And then you try it on and you're like, oh, it's not even the best armor for me to have right now.
1: It's also not any different from any other armor because they didn't exactly have the coating for anything. Cooler yeah, it's, it's back just, in it just—it just—it just
0: it's <laughs> just, it's just pretty decent armor for some builds. I guess I'll switch back out of it. That's very much what the cyber skeleton feels like, where they hyped it the fuck up, and then it's just this big, clunky sort of mech suit that can, I guess, control gravity. Does it loses a lot of like the sort of dynamic energy of the previous battles? Because it's not like this mech suit is doing a bunch of cool shit. No, it mostly just, like, wanders over, powers up, kills. There's not a lot of, like, interesting movement or choreography. Uh, it. Meanwhile, we'll see Adam Smasher, who has his own, like, big old suit, where he's able to be dynamic and do a bunch of cool shit. The cyber skeleton's just clunky and bad.
1: I mean, I, I I would argue that it's kind of meant to be a bit clunky and bad because you know how things turn out. But at the same time, I get where you're coming from.
0: Just do whatever fucking Adam Smasher's doing, bro. Well, like... that's the
1: thing. Adam Smasher literally has the best shit to the point where he is basically just a brain in a jar at this point.
0: But the whole thing with the cyber skeleton is that it's supposed to be like the prototype of the new best shit.
1: Yes, that's just it, though. Prototype. <laughs>
0: like it. it's like oh shit this is gonna be awesome and then it's like
1: oh here we are
0: and it's like oh is that is it worth losing your mind for this because i feel like you were just as effective before buddy like you were doing just as cool if not cooler shit before you got attached to the big mac it, it it wasn't great um anyway now we have the main three of uh of david who uh, okay he's now cyberpsychosis out of his mind uh, struggling on the edge, we have Falco, <laughs> he's here, uh, and Rebecca, the the good one. Not even the great one, keep in mind, but the only interesting one. Uh, episode 10, the, the crew's on their way to save Lucy. Uh, Kiwi is called by Faraday, and Faraday's like, hey, uh, we actually have to meet up in person. And Kiwi, the one whose motto is don't trust anybody, she meets with Faraday, and he kills her. Yeah, fucking course. (laughs) So Kiwi is just not only bland, super boring, but also dumb as fuck. (laughs) But in her last message, because she has the information, she calls her old crew and is like, hey, Falco, here's all the information you need, because otherwise you'd be pretty fucked. Um, Why am I doing this? Uh, Because Faraday betrayed me. Okay, sure, Kiwi. So Kiwi dies and nothing is lost.
1: <laughs> I don't know. A lot of people liked her character design. It was, it was the
0: fucking same as Lucy's.
1: No, no. See, it's different because she's missing her mouth. <laughs> oh my god. She's got like a ninja cyber aesthetic, you know? That's. that's, that's <laughs>
0: the f- <laughs> oh fuck off! Um. Anyway, we see that Arasaka has brought in Adam Smasher. Hey, he's relevant again. You know that guy we mentioned 3 episodes ago in one brief description? He's here and he's the major antagonist now. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Uh so they the, ev- everybody ends up at the tower all together. Um David is getting ready to kill everybody, but he's stopped by Adam Smasher. Um they fight for a little bit um, before David, he saves Lucy, escapes with her, uh, goes to the ground, delivers Lucy. Um, they they kiss while he's like sort of losing his mind. Uh, Faraday dies. Uh, the, the crew is like, oh, happy to see you, David. Uh, and then Adam Smasher kills Rebecca. Um, it is that sudden, which I do like. I like how sudden that was. Uh, it, yeah. It's just she's like, hey, oh, happy to see you. And then she's fucking dead. Uh, I dig it.
1: Probably one of the most gruesome frames of the entire series as well.
0: Oh, yeah, it's...
1: Like, I went back and paused afterwards because I was so shocked that it happened, and I was like, holy fuck, they did her awful. Now I understand why everybody on the internet is upset.
0: (laughs) Oh, no, like, it's perfect because it's, like, the only death where it's like, oh, shit, it captures the sort of meaningless of it all, uh, which in Cyberpunk, hey, baby, that's the fucking MO right there. Um, And how brutal... Uh, very well done. Absolutely delightful. Uh, genuinely, narratively speaking, one of the strongest things that happened due to how sudden and abrupt it was, uh, Falco leaves with Lucy abandoning David and Lucy's like, Hey, what the fuck? And Falco's like, he told me, he he gave me the, the money, uh, the commission money, and we're going to split it 50, 50. Uh, and so it's like, ah, cool. Falco's a bro. I don't know who the fuck he is. He just showed up, but I guess he's a bro.
1: Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, he he works best at High Noon. That's all we can really talk about <laughs> as far as I know.
0: And then uh, Smasher quite easily just kills David. David does not stand any chance.
1: Yeah, no, because it's Adam fucking Smasher. That's like literally his whole thing.
0: Adam Smasher. I heard a 20 second monologue about him three episodes ago. Wow. Um, Adam Smasher looks dope. I don't know, I, I didn't play the fucking game. I don't know who the fuck this is.
1: I mean, um, he, the first time he shows up in the game, it's fucking terrifying. Because <laughs> you hear, like, glimpses of it, like, in the prologue, and you actually see, like, an a image of him in a brain dance in the game. And it's like, oh, shit, I'm gonna have to fight that guy one day, and I don't want to because he's big and scary and fucked up in the head. Uh, and then he shows up, and it's like, oh, it's time to run type of situation. Uh, it was in a cutscene, but still, it was one of those things where it's like, ah, yes, I understand now. This all the hype I that sh-
0: went into the cyber skeleton, right, should've where that was misplaced Adam's hype, signature. it should have gone to Adam Smasher, who deserved much more hype than he got in the show. It was, you had one thing that ended up being super anticlimactic and another thing that felt like it came out of fucking nowhere. Just switch those two around, all right? Or just get rid of the fucking cyber skeleton. It's real fucking dumb. It didn't help anything. Um, and there's going to be people being like, oh no, this is why you can't. Shut the fuck up. In the store I'm just reviewing the anime, okay? In the anime, he easily could have gotten rid of it. Easy. Um, anyway, Lucy ends up on the moon, not quite happy, but she remembers Happy David. Uh who I will say, we didn't see enough of. Like, it's supposed to be like, oh, this is the David that was. But like, not really, though. <laughs> like, like, this show's trying to gaslight us a little bit, being like, uh, do you remember when? David was just so bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Not really? (laughs) Not in this show, fella. Like, maybe 10 seconds at the most? Like, we, we never really got Happy David. There was never a Happy David that transformed into this monster, okay? That's just not... This show wants you to think that's how this happened. It wasn't. Don't fucking gaslight me.
1: I mean he was very uh rude to Rebecca a couple times which I mean hey that's about as monstrous as you can be.
0: He wasn't even terribly rude to her. He was just sort of well, vaguely dismissive in a boss kind of way.
1: Yeah, but hey, that's going way too far. You got to give all Rebecca all the love and adoration she deserves.
0: She, she was the she was the best, but she wasn't amazing. <laughs> like oh, Rem, you this... can't
1: say yeah Rem, you can't say that that's how we're gonna get the emails people are gonna be fine with all of your opinions about like the crucial plot points but if you <laughs> badmouth rebecca all the weird people who just, find her
0: just listen to to me saying that she's she's the best one okay just listen to that and forget about the rest
1: <laughs> they won't Overall, be able to Rhyme. you know that's not how they work
0: i enjoyed my time with cyberpunk i thought Uh, It had some of the best action that we've seen. Visually, it was fantastic. The setting and the world building was solid. The plot that was related to sort of like events and the world was really solid, even if I thought that the plot that was relevant to the characters and their relationships was sort of mediocre to bad. Uh, Overall, I'm probably putting this show somewhere at like a 5.5 to a 6, right? So that's a thumbs up. Let's get... That covered right now that's a (laughs) thumbs up and not only that but i would put it in a similar category to what i've talked about some like ghibli films like a spirited away where it's that's my rating but i would recommend people watch it right it's worth watching more than its quality is because it does enough interesting things uh especially just like the visuals alone the world building is really solid for those reasons, it's worth watching even if it in of itself is not a a fantastic ten out of ten masterpiece.
1: Oh man. Kinda makes you want to go play the game though, doesn't it?
0: Uh maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I've heard I've heard mixed reviews. I I had one friend be like, oh, it's so much better now. And I had another friend being like, It's still glitching out very often for me. So you know?
1: Yeah. I'll tell you right now, Rem, like uh I started researching this one, watched the whole thing, because, uh, you know, I was finally able to after our busy month, uh, and then I was like, you know what, I'm gonna give it another playthrough. Give it a go. Try and actually finish it this time. I'm a little over halfway through the game right now, and they did fix a lot of things, Rem. <laughs> <laughs> but right now, I can't answer the goddamn phone in-game, and it might have corrupted my same file. <laughs> There, there's a non-zero chance that's the case. I'm I'm doing my best to fix it. Literally, right before we started recording, I was playing a little bit, and that is what was going on. I was like, hmm. I want to I want to keep playing the game, but uh, it says I'm talking to uh, talking to the fixer when I am very clearly not. Uh, in a lot
0: of ways, I hmm. feel like the the show is a great representation of the game when it first came out. Right where, uh, but in this case, just replace the entire audience of the game with just me. All right, um, where. With all of this hype, I did expect quite a bit more. There are some very impressive things, but there are also some egregious faults that I don't know how they overlooked. Uh, so, you know, in a way, very fitting adaptation.
1: Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's almost like you need to give everybody the time and resources they need to truly make something wonderful and fantastic and not rush anything.
0: Like I, if all of the problems in this show are fixable, and this show once again does some stellar stuff, it does some stuff that's amazing. It just also it has a lot of like nine out of ten qualities. It also has quite a few like two, three, four out of ten qualities.
1: Oh man, this I can't wait to hear the response on this one and the response from fans of the game who are going to be very triggered by our comments on the game as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Rem, you got a guess for the mouse score on, on Edgerunners?
0: Oh, it's gonna be ridiculous. It's gonna be easy eight, eight point, oh, how high dare I go?
1: Just remember, it's the most hyped thing that came out in the past couple of months, Uh, not counting the stuff that started airing in October.
0: It'd be wildly undeserving, but I could, I could see this breach a nine, a low nine, but a nine, but I'm going to say eight point, like, seven I'm gonna go wild
1: 8.72 you really think it made it that high huh
0: I, I think it's quite possible Uh, well but I uh, then there's a lot of people who are hyped over it who may not be as typical anime fans I, I don't know how to measure them <laughs> I don't know how to measure non-weebs into this <laughs> and I, I imagine that a significant amount of non-weebs Ooh. no but I, I won't worry about them fuck them. Could, we'll see. This I'll, could, I'll, this is going to be my way to calibrate with them, I suppose.
1: Do you think that they're going Do you really think that the non-weebs are going to invade net to write a review specifically to like bring that score down when they could pro- when they are most likely to write something for like IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes? I mean, hey,
0: or maybe they'd bring the score up. I don't know. I don't have the data.
1: You don't have the data.
0: There there are variables in here that I don't often have to contend with and therefore I'm just ignoring them. <laughs> like any good scientist,
1: ah, uh, yes, the variables that we don't want to think about, we just gotta just gotta kind of push them to the side a little bit, put them over there for right now, <laughs> maybe we'll come back to them or maybe not so uh, so what
0: is what is the rating sean
1: Well, rem, with a uh, two hundred forty three thousand ratings, uh cyberpunk Edgerunners runners is sitting nice and uh respectably, you might say at eight point six seven
0: ooh okay, I. For for being that wildly high, I was very close.
1: You were very close, Rem. Yeah, a lot of people really connected with this show. They loved it to the point where it is... It, I, I saw a like lot a- of
0: people being like, I was crying over this show, right? Hey, hey, I'm happy you found something that makes you, you feel so strongly, all right? Good for you. Follow up. Why? Yes. <laughs>
1: Wow, way to invalidate everybody's emotions. There, I'm not then. validating.
0: <laughs> I'm inquiring. <laughs> I am examining because I understand if you think like, oh hell yeah, that was a wild experience, dude. That was so interesting. But like, none of the characters were good enough to care about their misfortune so deeply. To me, to me. <laughs>
1: Uh, uh hey guys if you want to roast somebody in the emails i'd roast remington like he's the one who's having these harsh criticisms i thought it was a solid seven out of ten I, personally
0: I, I i gave it a six out of ten all
1: right i, I gave ah, it a thumbs that's up that's so low rem that's so low only 2.7 uh, percent of people who rated this gave it that
0: <laughs> i i gave it a thumbs up all right
1: i i know you did but hey if I give a slightly higher number, that means I'm going to get less <laughs> that hate. That <means> you're clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, I'm in the clear. <laughs> they'll just
0: hear that you're higher and not, like, why the fuck is Sean missing those three points? What the fuck? Uh, it, it's how it goes.
1: Look, the fact that 26% of votes gave this a 10 out of 10 is astonishing to me. Uh, But as somebody who's a fan of, like, the RPG and the setting and all that jazz...
0: I could even... I can understand. It's, like, this is a 6 out of 10, but I understand if it's, like, your favorite, right? It's yeah. in that category where it's good enough where if you say it's your favorite, even with all of its problems, be, just because of, like, y- maybe you're, like, so wildly into cyberpunk or just, like, it hit your notes just right, right? We all have those things that we're like, hey, this isn't perfect, but due to my preferences, it- it's my top spot. That's fine. That's totally acceptable. Yeah. But if you uh- say, like, this is a flawless show or, like, oh, my God, this show does nothing wrong, you're out of your mind. <laughs>
1: uh, like, uh, I'll give you a stat that we haven't ever actually talked about because Mal loves its statistics, and uh, one of the statistics is uh, as you're creating a list, you can actually uh, put down the status of how far you are in a show and how far you got in a show and whatnot. So the vast majority of ratings are the completed ratings, right? Those are the ones that actually have the majority of the weight because you know if you've completed a show, it's gonna, it's actually yeah. your score is gonna be a bit more relevant. Uh, But for frame of reference, about 274,000 people completed watching it, uh, and about 1.4,000 people uh, dropped it, and 2.1,000 people just kind of have it on hold. So it's one of those shows that has uh, so many people that loved it that it's really top-heavy in terms of scoring. And the people who had problems with it uh, have been not very vocal about things, at least on this site. So it's it's just interesting statistically speaking to look at and be like, oh hey, that's uh that's what's going on. And it also really explains why this show is so highly rated. Yeah. I do think that uh I do still think the saddest part is losing Rebecca though. Like uh, I'm not
0: She's the only sympathetic character. Like Main Maine was also like generally sympathetic. The writing was pretty on the wall, uh, but it it was th- that was a solid death order of operations rebecca's death number one most interesting narratively speaking um most tragic and number two main real solid stuff number three i guess david number four literally anybody else who gives a shit
1: but hey at least those deaths were really cool and graphic rem
0: yeah sure
1: i mean you don't it's not every day you get to see people explode into red paint for no (laughs) good reason (laughs) yeah Like, like the one guy in episode seven who was like super excited to work with David and walked into a mine and immediately died.
0: See, that would have been so much more interesting if they hadn't done basically that same thing with characters who it pretended actually mattered. (laughs) Like, it's like, no, yeah, I know that's what you do with characters. I've, I've already, I, I saw what happened to Pillar and Dorio. Like, I'm familiar. And it's like, no, but this isn't like Pillar or Dorio. Those ones mattered. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what, are you, what are you saying?
1: Oh, goodness. Well, I suppose the final question I have to ask for you, Rem, since this is, this one's running a bit long, uh, is any chance you'd like to revisit uh, Runners in your free time or maybe just play the game? Play the cyberpunk game see what that's like
0: i i maybe... would consider playing the game mostly just because i do love me a cyberpunk aesthetic
1: oh yeah and the aesthetic in the game is pretty solid as well uh and who knows maybe we'll trick you into playing it on twitch or something with all the sensors on <laughs> because there... <laughs> i'll tell you right now rem there's a lot of titty in this game
0: <laughs> also note i didn't comment once about all the booba. albeit a lot of it was unnecessary but i recognize a lot does come with the genre um, oh,
1: you're not like sci- sci-fi, cyberpunk genre setting in anime or anything. You're gonna get a lot of booba. Like that is that is just the nature of the setting. Uh, but at least it wasn't like like aside from the brain dance scenes, like at the very first like two episodes. Most of it was very casual.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it it handled it much better than most anime, so while there's some, like, bits and pieces here and there I I might have problems with, it just wasn't nearly as important as, like, the rest of what I was saying. Uh, Meanwhile, I'm sure there always, without fail is always at least one person who's like, just because it has fan service, Remington doesn't like it. We're going to get at least one of these in either the Discord or email. We always do, even in episodes where I literally never bring it up. (laughs) <laughs> Sean can confirm it happens oh, yeah. it,
1: you didn't even mention fan service much in like the cuckoos episode and then we've already gotten some angry emails about that which I was not expecting to get angry emails about cuckoos man. like of all the anime we've covered I, I was not expecting to get like some discourse on a couple of cuckoos like, goes, man. look I hey people have their opinions and whether or not we disagree with them that's the show uh, so I suppose with that Thank you all so much for tuning in, we really appreciated it. If you enjoy Rem having a conniption over another highly overrated anime, then please head on over to wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review. They mean the world to us and we do read every single one. And if you'd like to see us a bit more frequently, you can head on over to twitch.tv slash animeoutofcontext, where you can watch myself, Dylan, and Remington occasionally play video games. And if that is still not enough for you, you can head on over to patreon.com slash anime out of context, where you can access all kinds of lovely bonus material, including having the opportunity to be thanked live on the podcast. So Ram, who are we thanking this week? And let's hopefully get it quickly so that Dylan doesn't kill us for our time crunch this time.
0: (laughs) Well, as always, we would like to send our regards to all of our bland bitch protagonists, as well as our magical girls, who we really appreciate. But moving on, we get to our yandere waifus, who uh, are our stomping on us from uh from of a, a very very high building and on that list we have oh, zombie stomp very <laughs> fittingly very fittingly zombie stomp Zang yeah, uh, no Yandere why Yishan Shon, Humstuf whenever Miska walks near Tokiwada Tokiwada to Tokiwada, Tokiwadai Tok Tokiwada, I don't know where the emphasis goes Sean, help
1: <laughs> I'm not looking at it so I could not tell ya
0: Tokiwadai
1: Oh my god I that's uh uh, Tokiwadai. Yeah. I I, no. Fuck. I, I think I think you got it. Like I, I would throw like a little I E at the end, maybe. I don't know. I'd have to look at the kanji and then be like, oh yeah, I can't read well, kanji. Well, whenever Misako walks, walks, uh, walks near, walks near, uh, this it's girl. It's the name with... of the middle school from the setting. Mis- Misaka's from. Oh, uh,
0: okay. This girl with twin tails comes out of nowhere and gropes me. Says Misako with a shudder.
1: Oh, yes, that that is, uh, yeah, that that happens.
0: One day sure. I'll understand anything about Misaka.
1: We'll cover it one day. We'll cover it one day. It's an okay show.
0: By the, I'll be honest, by the time we cover it, I think I'll have the full story just from this patron.
1: Oh, uh, fuck. <laughs> hey, Rev, Rev, I'm here to tell you. I'm here to tell you. You won't. <laughs> like, we've talked about complicated timeline stuff. Um, oh, jeez. What if I uh, told you it was based on a show that is a spin-off of a much worse show?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, Walk Me Home Gently, Way to Shell, Trenton Farrell, Totally God, The Susanator, The Big Bean, Tanya Juarez, Static Shock is my favorite anime, Stacy's Mom, Silent Secondary, Shoujo Addict, who doesn't need help, just more manga to read and anime to watch. Sean still uses Internet Explorer, sounds like he must like it nice and slow. Sean, punch Rem and make him watch Excel World. Salty Pretzel, Ross Palmer, Rhiannon Williams. Remembering to update your Patreon name is really hard when you fall into the shonen manga pitfall. Damn shonen flop, go check. Uh, Rem continues to crush my soul. Prediction out of context, the anime bullshit this week was so bad that Rem has lost his faith, his little faith in weebs. Uh, Not quite. Uh, Paco, no waifu, no waifu, Nitsaira, Nick Harvey, Milf Hunter x Hunter, a story about a young Sean searching for his big boobed waifu mommy. Oh dear. Uh ah, <laughs> uh, yes. T- t- Chad, the MILF Hunter, the baby bringer. That's what it was. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't President don't of you. the Turtle Club himself. Oh uh, fuck. me K- K- a seven here, Uh Mexican gone freaks, Mato 2 Max, Lysianthea, listening to my with my two-year-old son so he doesn't become s- shown in trash. Leave Denji and Pochita out of harm's way, Sean, King Rich Rock, Cassidy, Just a Traveler, Jax, Jamhands. If you game in the die, you, you for the die in the real, you game in the real for the die, the die game for real die, game for the die. Uh I'm jealous of your heart. It's pounding in you, and I'm not. I'm glad you enjoyed your White Swords gifts in the more pop YouTube video. Uh I want to feast on your despair. Now give me a cool and interesting anime-related fun name, you Irish fuck.
1: Ah, oh, man. Uh congratulations. You are now... Uh... You are now the most dangerous bread themed edge runner, uh, Cyber <laughs> I'll take it.
0: I'll take it. He's figured out the formula, folks. Uh, I want uh, Red no, to ruin we'll Darling and the Franks for me. Uh, Hunter Davies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Glenn Michael Dolan, Gay Boots X, Fuckin' Love and Boy, Ferdy the Birdman is still going strong in non-stop, n- November, uh, Farmer Weave is Excited Christmas is almost here, Fantide, Extreme Cobra, even though no one voted for horror out of context, I would like to break down a of haunted house and or interesting experiences you guys have, I don't know, maybe for a pre-banter, uh, Elite Night, Duck, Drink Chocolate Milk to Prevent Wobbly Bones, not a conspiracy, Dickite picture Picaturin, Trispet, pentafluorethyl, Trifluorophosphate also known as FAP, and finally Trans one 4 for Pridal f i did that without looking um i don't know if i got 100 accurate but i did it without looking darth pikachu crumbs let's bakery might be closing down is anyone surprised it's a health code violation Cree 13 cheese monkey charles crumpton cage in the house brockhardt for geodudes uh blood for the blood god skulls for the skull throne uh big blue bear boy been busy super busy with work the postal weeb will get you the good shit as soon as possible uh, audio glitch, and when that final moment came to pass, like, Christ, I came riding on an ass. Elise Howard, AJ Tunnels, AJ Honey, A Daze, Aaron Hegland, and now we go to the boy wizard tier, where you get the task you avoided by writing, writing a Patreon name. Chris, you get planning your fiancé's Day. Uh, 46 eps since re- a revisit, excluding SAO. Insert sad face emoji. Um... I mean, you can't exclude SAO, though. Like, that's still a revisit.
1: Um, yeah, no, it's one of the most painful revisits for you.
0: <laughs> ooh, interesting. Break for emergency anime puns from Spisitis. Uh I I suppose we don't... I don't need to, to read out what's between here yet because you came prepared with an anime pun. But if you... Sean, if you ever super struggle, Spasitis has your back, and we'll we'll break that for an, an emergency anime pun. All right, good to know. Uh, now we move on to the Boy Wizard tier. Also, Sean is sending me weep shit as if I'm going to watch it. Uh... Uh,
1: it's the context for the Japanese that you horribly butchered, so you at least have an idea of what you're doing.
0: Sean, you know I will never watch any anime bullshit you send to me.
1: Rem, it's 22 seconds. That's no, 22 it's not even se- that. It's 12 seconds. That's
0: 12 seconds too long.
1: Uh, on the Boy so- Wizard
0: tier, everybody is going to be assigned an episode of Black Mirror to watch.
1: Oh, hey, there you go.
0: Yeah, see? Makes sense. Makes sense.
1: Yeah, no, that. That's wildly appropriate. And came uh, to you naturally. Uh,
0: we are sainted by the storm, facing the wind, for we are tainted and forlorn. It's power metal. You're supposed to yell it. I live. I'm sorry. I live in an apartment.
1: Yeah, I, and, and it's late. Yeah, <laughs> I'm record, recording. We late.
0: record late. I'm in an apartment. I would if I was in a house, right? If it was just me and my girlfriend in a house. Oh yeah, 100%. I would yell it. Consequences be damned. Unfortunately, I can't. <laughs>
1: Rem, we're millennials, we can't afford houses.
0: <laughs> That's true. Uh yeah, but we're podcasters. Uh you get uh well just let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's go in order. Uh the national anthem. Uh Morning, you're seven hundred and ninety-nine episodes away. You get fifteen million merits. Vincent Calabresi, you get the entire history of you. To get into my Rem cosplay, I recite the mantra, become another person, you get uh Be Right Back. Uh The Great Butt Ball of Despair, you get White Bear. Shane Ware would like to request that you watch all of Clan Ed with the B.S. rule. Also, why are no anime with actual polyamory? Uh, I'm sure there are some. Uh, you well, get the Waldo I moment. Mean,
1: we watched Konjo about and like, like oh, that. fucking that, hell! That uh, didn't exactly count. I don't Sean, think.
0: you are my idol, and just like you, I also liked Boku no Pico. Uh, you get White Christmas reincarnated into an MMORPG with stunning visuals, beautiful themes, and terribly rendered water. It's Violent EverQuest.
1: <laughs> that's a good one! <laughs> that's that's a great good! One. Holy shit, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. You should get that on a shirt, holy fuck.
0: Uh, Nose Dive is yours. Please watch Heal a Girl, Acute Size of Life, about using music to heal people. Also, Rem is still a girl. You get Playtest. Uh, My Afro Ate My Dog, you get Shut Up and Dance. Uh, Mike Got His Overlord Review, you get San Junipero. Miguel Deleon, you get Men Against Fire. Massimo Martelli, you are going to get. Hated in the nation. My says first three arcs of Bakamonogatri is just eight episodes. You are going to get the USS Callister. Uh, Latino stopped eating from confusion about Sean's relationship with body pillows. You get Archangel. Uh, Inuyasha's my favorite cryptid. You get Crocodile. Hellorex, You are going to get Hang the DJ. Go ahead, call the cops. It won't silence voices. They're getting louder. Please send help. Uh, You get Metalhead. Crimson Reapers, just because of the sides. You get Black Museum. Beethoven 1201. You are going to get Bandersnatch. Anime Girl. You get striking vipers, animated Z. You get smithereens, and this animated context episode is sponsored by with over three thirty thousand episodes streaming. Check it out today. (laughs) If only Uh,
1: did did they just did they just plug all things with no one company that doesn't need. I'll be honest,
0: doesn't doesn't need doesn't need this guerrilla marketing. (laughs) <laughs> no,
1: they. If look, hey, if you're going to use us for guerrilla marketing, make it for something that's a bit more niche or interesting. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to encourage the guerrilla marketing, but like, if you're going to do it, like...
0: <laughs> uh, anyway, you'll get Rachel, Jack, and Ashley, too. Uh, and then we have All Fathers counting down until next Monday, 48 weeks as of November 15th, remembering to update names is hard. And uh, you get the special unreleased Black Mirror episode, Oh God, the waifus are sentient.
1: Why is Sean so horny? All right. Hey, hold on. <laughs> hey, don't next don't up. cast me in the Black Mirror universe. <laughs> Bad things top. happen to people in the Black Mirror universe. <laughs>
0: uh, next up, we have the inappropriate Joey Wheeler tier, where uh Sean will and actually read... they already
1: did that episode. Apparently, based on this description, I'm reading about Rachel, Jack, and Ashley too.
0: Uh... <laughs> I mean, no, that was different. That was that was very different. Uh, where Sean will read Isaac Asimov quotes as Joey Wheeler.
1: Oh, fuck. Yeah, because he wasn't a wordy fuck, was he?
0: Uh, and I will interpret them as your past. Uh, so we start, Raftalia's My Anime Waifu Has Returned.
1: Writing to me is simply thinking through my fingers.
0: Uh, you you were born with your your brain literally in the palm of your hands, where Jesus. it remains to this day. You are a Jesus. medical anomaly.
1: I, uh, I think the, up- I think there was a Doctor Who episode about that, actually.
0: Oh, fuck. Next up, we have, uh, Polly wanted tap that. I assume it. Look, I I would do it as if I were a pirate's uh a uh, bird, but I have to do it as Joey. So okay, I'll do I'll do it as a, a pirate's bird.
1: Hey Yulks, Polly
0: wanted tap
1: that. Ah <laughs> uh, yes, the, the the parrots from Brooklyn. <laughs> uh yeah, right. Uh, violence is the last refuge of the incompetent. Um,
0: you killed someone in your past, but you did it very poorly. Uh, next up, pizza cotton candy is my waifu.
1: Uh, life is pleasant, death is peaceful. It's the transition that's troublesome.
0: Uh, you have recently died. (laughs)
1: Pfft, Jesus.
0: Uh, next up we have magic ice ball.
1: Uh, never let your sense of morals get in the way of what's doing doing what's right. Yeah.
0: Uh, you helped an old lady across the road. <laughs>
1: <laughs> As we all know, one of the most morally incomprehensible things you can do. You gotta let natural selection take care of those old ladies.
0: <laughs> uh, next up, we have Hermione, Pegs, Harry, and Ron.
1: Yeah. Is that, is that one of the, is that what they call one of them girl boss moments? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Just checking. Uh. Part of the inhumanity of the computer is that once it's competently programmed and working smoothly, it's completely honest.
0: Um, a computer recently told you that your butt did not, uh, it did look fat in those jeans, and you felt very offended. Uh, next up we have my dear old mom.
1: Uh, I don't expect to live forever, but I do intend to hang on as long as possible.
0: Uh, you found the fountain of youth and then decided, nah. Uh, next up, we have Charles C. Nasbaum.
1: If my doctor told me I only had six minutes to live, I wouldn't brood. I'd just type a little faster. Uh,
0: you're you're one of those people. Make you 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 made a a, a TikTok on one of your elderly relative's deathbeds. Uh, next up, we have blood cell. Back to not being the white one. Fuck those guys. They're way too aggressive.
1: Uh, if knowledge can create problems, it is not through ignorance that we can solve them. I mean. You're... We've come to realize that Asimov is not exactly a comedy generator, is he? <laughs>
0: you're, you're struggling on your math test. Uh, <laughs> next up, we have uh, none other going above and beyond Dylan Hayden.
1: Uh, Can I say this one? You're damn right eh, you can. Fuck creationists. Anyways, let's do it. <laughs> uh, creationists make it sound as though a theory is something you dreamt up after being drunk all night.
0: Uh, You came up with a brilliant theory last night after getting blackout drunk, and you got some new business plans. Uh, Thank you all for tuning in. If you want to reach out, whether it's for a comment, question, feedback, or recommendation, you can tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter, or send an email over onto AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com.
1: Once again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. We love and appreciate you very, very much. And as always, don't fuck your sister.
0: Doo-doo-doo-doo.
1: Doo-doo-doo-doo. You gotta let natural selection take care of those old ladies. <laughs> I don't know, Rem. I feel like your birthday is much more important than us, you know, reminding ourselves of all those old ladies we killed.